So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome everyone to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is Ascension to the New Earth. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated to, during the second half of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subject that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only subject only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize and neither of us have any particular knowledge of New Age mysticism or of spiritual teaching. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. Today's subject is a follow-on to the episode on Indigo, Crystal, and Other Children. I think that the disclaimers are particularly important today as we won't be able to pass on any predictions or any possible timelines. We can only learn about what is happening now or, or has happened in the past. Yes, as we have learned in other episodes, that the future is not carved into stone. We talked about the characteristics of the different types or waves of children, but we only mentioned that the indigo children and the other unique types of children following them would be helping the ascension to the new earth. We didn't really talk about what the ascension could actually mean. The late Dolores Cannon is known for her work on the subject, especially her book, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth, published in 2011, but there are other writers on the subject. Does the book's marketing material provide a description of who Dolores Cannon was? Yes, the following description is associated with the book. Quote, Dolores Cannon is a regressive hypnotherapist, author, speaker, and psychic researcher who records lost knowledge. Her many books have sold more than 150,000 copies, unquote. 
What is meant by lost knowledge? Apparently, this was taught in ancient mystery schools. Part of it is that we are here to learn and lose our fear. Also, that everything is energy and that anything is possible, provided that it does not involve harm to anyone else. It all sounds very positive and optimistic. So, what is the new Earth? Here's part of an article written by Julia Cannon from March of 2015 on the Dolores Cannon website. Quote, Many people also continue to ask what the new Earth is and how can we get there. Dolores wrote, During my work, I've heard much about everything being composed of energy and the shape and form is only determined by the frequency and vibration. Energy never dies, it only changes form. I have been told that the Earth itself is changing its vibration and frequency, and it is preparing to raise itself into a new dimension. There are countless dimensions, dimensions surrounding us all the time. We cannot see them because as the vibrations speed up, they are invisible to our eyes, but they still exist nonetheless, unquote. Julia Cannon is Dolores Cannon's daughter. So the new Earth is changing its vibration and frequency. Does that mean that the new Earth is an improved version of the old Earth? The article continues, quote, Experiencing and moving into the new Earth is really just a matter of consciousness and perception. In other words, our consciousness and thoughts are fixated on the negative. If sorry, in other words, if our consciousness and thoughts are fixated on the negativity and violence of what we might call the old Earth, we are unable to perceive the new Earth, which exists simultaneously in another dimension. It may sound too simple to be true, but the reality is, whatever your consciousness and thoughts focus on, is what you will experience and perceive. You are creating your reality with your thoughts, and if they are focused on negative experiences, your consciousness will vibrate at a frequency that is too low to perceive the new earth, unquote. So there will be a new earth with positivity and an old earth with the negativity. Yeah, here is a quote from the same article, or more from the same article. Quote, According to Dolores, they said that we would notice the physical effects more as the frequencies and vibrations increase. Many of us can sense on another level our being, on another, another level of our being that something is happening. So even as the frequencies and vibrations increase all around us, it is really up to us to do the constant work of shifting our perception to focus on the positive aspects of our lives to experience what life can be like on the new earth. A wonderful new reality exists for us if we make the effort. Many of you, many of you have heard the terms co-creator or co-creation with God or the source. What that implies is that we all have a personal responsibility to do our part to learn, grow and focus and all the beautiful things our lives on this planet have to offer. The new earth is not merely a new place to go that will magically make our lives better. It is a state of mind from a pure focus of intention available to us right here and now, unquote. We don't seem to be noticing any effects of any vibrational increase yet. The world seems to be drowning in a sea of chaos and negativity. Life on the planet seems to get more challenging every day. But what is that about being co-creator with God or source that makes us sound much more than just mere human beings? We mentioned in the previous episode that Indigo and other children have arrived in three waves. The earth is still in trouble, but the call for advanced volunteer souls to incarnate on earth has been answered. These souls are here to help change the earth. So maybe there is co-creation if that involves change. 
but I hope we can say that the darkest light is just before dawn. I'm stuck on the thought that we actually have the power to co-create our planet. Achieving that seems to be a matter of concentrating on the positivity of our world rather than the negativity. But do human beings have that amount of power? Dolores Cannon has stated that we all come from God or Source, and that is where we're going to return. If we can all individually make a difference shaping the world, then perhaps we could be co-creators. British author David Icke, famous for writing about conspiracies, often relates that our natural state is infinite awareness plus the following, quote, we are all expressions of the same one consciousness having different experiences, unquote. That seems to be consistent with the idea that we are co-creators. It's really interesting that David Icke appears to be on some kind of parallel track with the teachings of Dolores Cannon. A common theme seems to be that we have the power to move to a new earth. It doesn't matter what is in the way because it is all about the change within ourselves rather than the change in the traditional sense through social movements, protesting, etc. I think it's very interesting that what David Icke has to say about overcoming fear. This article is from his uh, website posted on August of 2017. Quote, it seems that fear is taking over. After all, it's been such an integral part of our lives for such a long time now that, sadly, life just wouldn't feel normal without it. They used to say that if it bleeds, it leads, implying that fear pimping was somehow an acceptable part of economic growth. But we know there's more to the story. We know that fear is a tool used for social control. It is a weapon of mass destruction and mass deterioration of mental health. It's a technique used to entrap us into lower consciousness, to keep us humming along in a dense vibration. It keeps a reptilian brain in the driver's seat and, and used to create conflict and chaos. More importantly, though, fear, whether real or perceived, keeps us focused on survival and security, forgetting that abundance and cooperation are both possible and far more enjoyable, unquote. The reptilian brain referred to as the limbic cortex, which is the part of the human brain that deals with emotions such as anger, happiness, and fear. But does David Icke talk about the lost knowledge that Dolores Cannon referred to? In his book, The Biggest Secret, published in 1999, almost 20 years ago, David Icke claims the spiritual and esoteric knowledge that will set humanity free has been suppressed by those in power. Despite that, it may be important to overcome fear and at the same time realize who we actually are. But in hoping that the darkest light is before dawn, here is another David quote from the Genius website. Quote, and there is this proverb that says, just when the caterpillar thought life was over, it became a butterfly. And that's where we are in humanity right now. We're breaking out of the caterpillar period and we are starting to fly symbolically as we expand our awareness to realize who we really are." Unquote. Are there others besides David Icke and Dolores Cannon that are teaching us about ascension to a better state or the new earth? That is a part of, uh, that is a big surprise surrounding this subject. There appears to be a lot of spiritual teachers out there who seem to be saying much the same about the future of mankind. Who else do you have in mind? I do have two people in mind because they both talk about ascension in terms of a 3D to 5D shift and also talk about something called Merkaba. As mentioned, there are a lot of teachers out there, 
but the two that seem to have a lot in common are Maureen St. Germain and Drunvalo Melchizedek. But I think um, we have to go into the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing some other possible teachers that are talking about the ascension to the new earth. So, Dad, can you please continue introducing them? Yes. I would, before the break, I was talking about Maureen St. Germain and Drunvalo Melchizedek. Uh, Drunvalo, as he is known, is the author of The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, a book in two volumes published in 1999. But... Drunvalo refers to 5D as 4D. 3D is the Earth now, whereas 5D is in yours. What is the flower of life? Is it part of the lost knowledge we talked about earlier? I don't know if it's lost knowledge or the discovery of new knowledge. The Token Rock website describes the flower of life, also referred to as FOL, as follows. Quote, the flower of life is a geometrical shape composed of multiple evenly spaced overlapping circles arranged in a flower-like pattern with six-fold symmetry like a hexagon. The perfect form, proportion, harmony of the FOL has been known to philosophers, architects, and artists around the world. Pagans consider it to be a sacred geometry containing ancient religious value, depicting the fundamental forms of space and time. In the pagan sense, it is believed to contain a type of Akashic record of basic information of all living things, and it is a visual expression of the connections of life that run through all sentient beings. In New Age thought, the flower of life has provided what is considered to be deep spiritual meaning and forms of enlightenment to those who have studied it as sacred geometry. The, there are groups of people all over the world who derive particular beliefs and forms of meditation based at least in part on the flower of life." Unquote. Sacred geometry includes the golden ratio and the Fibonacci series as seen in nature. How are these seen in nature? The golden ratio, or phi, equal to 1.618 to a few decimal places, is the same proportion seen within the human body and animals, plants, the solar system, DNA, and so on. The Fibonacci series is made by adding the last two numbers together to get the next number. The spirals in the Milky Way, or a hurricane, follow the Fibonacci series. No wonder it is called sacred geometry, geometry with those repeating ratios. But what is Merkaba, as mentioned earlier? The Token Rock website provides an explanation for Merkaba or Merkaba. Quote, Merkaba means the spirit body surrounded by counter-rotating fields of light, wheels within wheels, spirals of energy, which transports spirit body from one dimension to another. It is portrayed as two equally sized and connected tetrahedrons of light, with a common center where one tetrahedron points up and the other down. This point symmetric form is called a stellar oct octangular or star tetrahedron. Merkaba is actually three words, not one. Mer means light that rotated within itself. Ka means spirit referring to the human spirit. And Ba means the human body. Though it also could mean the concept of reality that spirit holds. Ancient Egypt refers to Merkaba as a rotating light that would take the spirit and the body from one world into another, unquote. The shape of 
the overlapping up and down tetrahedrons or tetrahedrons or four-sided pyramids defines the Merkaba vehicle light or star tetrahedron. Apparently, the geometry is derived from the flower of life. That is a lot to take in, especially without any pictures to explain sacred geometry. But how does Merkaba influence ascension to 5D? The Universal Geometra website describes the opportunity for change to change reality as follows. Quote, Merkaba is the sacred geometry of light. The light field, the light field created by Merkaba meditation influences our spirit and body as one. Spirit and body can be conducted from one dimension to another using that vehicle. In Hebrew, Merkava signifies a chariot. chariot. Merkaba can also be used as a tool to change our actual reality, unquote. Drungvalo is claimed to be the first person in the world in modern times to mathematically and geometrically define the human body, light body, called the Merkaba and the flower of life. What does Maureen St. Germain teach about Merkaba? The following is from Maureen St. Germain's website, quote, the Merkaba was used to create this universe. It is a rotating geometric crystalline light energy field that extends around a body approximately 55 feet. It is both a visualization and breathing meditation that activates, activates your fifth dimensional light body. Practiced over 16,000 years ago, the Merkaba was known before the civilization existed. By remembering and activating your Merkaba, you will, you will achieve unparalleled awakening both now and as the planet goes through its upcoming transformation. Learn to operate your Merkaba and learn to transcend the time-space continuum and dimensional limitations. Learn the Merkaba correctly and become fifth dimensional in your third dimensional body. The sacred geometry and ratios used in the Merkaba are the same numbers continuously found throughout the body, nature and creation. Merkaba is your 5D uniform and you can use it to gain a mastery of 5D for longer periods of time. It is a tool that will allow you to expand your consciousness and allow you to learn things that you didn't know and that you didn't know you could know, unquote. Uh, 55 feet is about 16.8 meters. That's a lot to take on board without some serious study. But starting with Marine St. Germain, what does she say about ascension to the new earth? Some of the marketing material for a book, Waking Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation, published in 2017, is as follows. Quote, guiding you through the opportunities the fifth dimension has to offer, the author reveals how to develop a higher self-connection, increase your sensitivity, sensitivity to dimensional signatures, and consciously choose 5D, where love is the governing force. She shows how 5D relates to 3D as well as to 4D, the transitional dimension between the two, and explains how to read the energy patterns that distinguish one dimension from the next as well as how to experience multiple dimensions simultaneously. She explores how to identify the differences between good versus evil, polarized 3D linear thinking and dynamic 5D multi-dimensional thinking and how to turn 3D viewpoints around to expand your perception of what is possible. Offering eye-opening stories of 5D experiences from students and inspiring information from her spirit guides, the author also details exercises to protect your energies, especially while sleeping, and provides sacred geometry meditations to activate your H chakra and to open yourself to higher frequencies. 
She also explores how Awakening the 5D allows you to form a strong bond to global consciousness so your personal transformations will have a more profound impact on the people in your circle and beyond, unquote. What does June Vala say about the 3D to 5D shift? He teaches a future shift to 5D in line with Native American beliefs and those of other cultures, but as mentioned, he refers to 5D as 4D. He also gives an explanation of his belief of how the planet shifted dimensions from 5D to 3D as Atlantis fell following a pole shift. The following is from the 58 magazine website. Quote, prior to the poles shifting, a few of the Atlanteans knew this was going to happen two years before and prepared. In that preparation, a small powerful group built a very large pyramid made out of stone. Inside that pyramid, they included a new technology called the Merkaba. The Merkaba or Merkaba is around human beings, but can also be put inside stone and electronics. They created this technology inside of this pyramid with the purpose of controlling the entire continent of Atlantis and the entire world. Due to their misguided judgment of power, they didn't know what they were doing and lost control. It then split open at dimensional levels between the third and fourth dimension. We were exposed to a lower level of consciousness and awareness that we are not prepared for. It allowed, from, it allowed beings from lower levels of existence to come in here and also go into human beings. Last hundred years of Atlantis, sorry, the last hundred years of Atlantis, everyone was in pain and dying. It was a terrible disaster of epic proportions, unquote. Drumvalo teaches that another pole shift will occur just before we shift 5D or 4D in his terms. There appears, there appears to be no transitional dimension between 3D and 5D in his teachings. What is a pole shift? There are two types, magnetic and physical. The type of pole shift Drunvalo refers to is physical, for which the geographical positions of the North and South Poles change. The magnetic North and South Poles normally migrate over time. However, prior to the physical pole, pole shift, a major change in the Earth's magnetic field is in his prediction. On the subject of Merkaba, how is the energy or light turned on? Through meditation, it apparently takes practice and perhaps some guidance to master. There are multiple sources to describe Merkaba meditation. Some include finger exercises in addition to breathing exercises. Various websites provide the following overview from instructions written by Drunvalo. Quote, there are 17 breaths to reach completion. The first six are for the balancing of the polarities within your eight electrical circuits, and also for the cleansing of these circuits. The next seven, which are quite different, are to re-establish the proper pranic flow through your body and to recreate spherical breathing within your body. The 14th breath is unique unto itself. It changes the balance of pranic energy within your body from third dimensional to fourth dimensional awareness. The last three breaths recre recreate the rotating fields of the Merkaba within and around your body." Unquote. Pranic energy is the life energy that keeps the body strong and alive, often referred to as chi or ki. The created rotating fields now extending 55 feet or 16.8 meters around the body link with the field of sacred geometry. The field of sacred geometry is sought by spiritual teachers to be a field of consciousness. I think it, well, we have to go into the break, honey. Yes, we'll continue after this short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Mm -hmm. 
Nacho, I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is, for more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking about Merkaba meditation and the energy around the body called Chi or Kai. Isn't Ki or Kai, part of the word Reiki, as in Reiki healing. Yes, this is explained on the Reiki.org website. The word Reiki is made of two Japanese words, Rei, which means God's wisdom or, or the higher power, and Ki, which is life force energy. So Reiki is actually spiritually guided life force energy. I know that we are digressing, digressing but would Merkaba meditation help Reiki healers in their work? Apparently, Drumvalo pioneered Merkaba Reiki, or Merkaba Energetics, as it is referred to more commonly. If a shift is coming, how did 2012 and the end of the Mayan calendar factor into the future changes? Dolores can address this in 2015 in an article on our website, along with some startling claims about disappearances through shifting to other dimensions. Quote, in the three waves of volunteers in the new earth, Dollars revealed groups of people in the past have been able to shift en masse into another dimension. These groups are surrounded in mystery because they simply disappeared, leaving no clues as to what happened to their civilizations. But few have considered the fact that they, they simply entered a different dimension, leaving no trace behind. The Mayans are a prime example, also some of the North American Indian tribes. I've been told through my work that these groups had to become very advanced in their development and had, to, and had chosen to change vibrations and shift. Dolores continued, I was told this was one of the most logical explanations for the Mayan calendar, stopping at the year 2012. If they in their advanced state had been able to accomplish this shift, 
they were able to see that in future the entire planet would follow and accomplish the same feat. So it seems that in this new planetary-wide shift, it isn't limited to specific areas, cultures, or groups. It is, hap it is happenings on an individual basis all over the world, depending on the personal vibrations and frequencies of each individual, unquote. If all of this is true, I'm wondering if the Mayans or some Native American tribes used Merkaba to shift dimensions, or was it some other knowledge? With that, I think it's time for the first question. Does part of the lost knowledge include that we are here on Earth to learn and to lose our fear? That could be said. Is another part of lost knowledge that everything is energy, that anything is possible, provided that it does not involve harm to anyone else? Again, that could be said. Is the Earth changing its vibration and frequency and preparing to raise itself into a new dimension? Dimension is a very particular word, but the world would be raised into something new, yes. So the overall answer is yes. Is experiencing or moving into the new earth a matter of consciousness and perception? Yes, and also choices. If our consciousness and thoughts are fixated on the negativity and violence of the old earth, are we unable to perceive the new earth? Not exactly, no. It's more complex than that. Do a new earth and old earth exist simultaneously in, a, in another dimension or another context? That could be said. There's places where two different versions of the same thing exist, yes. If there are two versions of the same thing and some people are going to ascend and some will not, will the new earth and the old earth both have fewer people? Yes, so basically the ones in the old earth will not realize that there are less people but the ones in the new earth would be more aware that they transcended to somewhere else. So yes, overall, there would be different numbers of souls depending on where they chose to go. For people descending to the new earth, how would they disappear from the old earth? Basically, you can think of it as kind of like a movie. So you have the movie, you have the pieces of the movie. Each scene is a piece of the whole. So basically, it would be just slicing out the movie scenes with those people. So it would be like they never really existed. Can we create our reality with our thoughts? Yes and no. So thoughts lead to choices that lead to reality. And also, in a way, humans do control reality, since they live in their own reality. So, for example, if someone is very positive in the morning, keeps up this positive perception... They are, in a way, controlling their own reality, controlling their choices, controlling their thoughts and their emotions. However, some things in the so-called reality are already decided, so they would not be able to change those. Does focusing on positivity or negativity determine how the consciousness will vibrate at a frequency that is sufficient or insufficient to perceive the new earth? Again, there's more to it than just that. There are also choices that have to be made, selection, etc. But yes, being more positive, being more open, you could say, would help with the process. So overall, being more accepting, more positive about the people around them, and realizing that each individual person can do some good. Will those who are ascending to the new earth notice the physical effects more as the frequencies and vibrations increase? That could be said, since the physical effects will seem more normal to some people than others. But yes, there will be some different strange effects in the body. Do many of us sense on another level that of our being that something is happening? Yes. 
as the five sorry as the frequencies and vibrations increase all around us is it up to us all individually to do the constant work of shifting our perception to focus on the positive aspects of our lives to experience what life can be like on the new earth so this is a tricky question since it has to take into account of people are human so they're going to see the negative they're going to have bad days they're going to experience negative emotions so not necessarily someone has to be positive 100% of the time, but also making sure to keep things in perspective. So focusing on some days it's going to be a bad day. It's okay to experience those brief emo- emotions and just be in those emotions, but then transitioning back to a better place. Does a wonderful new reality exist for us if we make the effort? One could say that, yes. Is mankind the co-creator or co-creation with God or the source? That's a very complicated question, so the answer would be not exactly. Do we all have a personal responsibility to learn, grow, and focus on all the beautiful things we experience as we live on this planet? Yes. Is the new earth a state of mind available to us right here and now? No, not yet. Is mankind all expressions of the same one consciousness having different experiences? That perspective could be said, but again, each person is an individual within the oneness. So that's where it gets tricky since each person is in control of themselves, but overall they affect each and every other person. So you can think of it as kind of like a tree with all the different leaves being the people that are linked to the many body of the tree, that each leaf serves its own purpose for the tree. But overall, if some of the leaves start dying, some of them start going wrong, or not getting enough sunlight, or not getting enough nutrients, the whole tree might die. Is fear such an integral part of our lives that we just wouldn't feel normal without it? Yes. Does fear entrap us into lower consciousness to keep us existing in a dense vibration? That could be said. Does fear keep us focused on survival and security with the result that we forget that abundance and cooperation are both possible and are far more enjoyable? Yes, so fear is related back to the basic instincts of humans with this fear to survive and reproduce on a very basic level. Has the spiritual and esoteric knowledge that will set humanity free been sorry, I'll start again. Has the spiritual and esoteric knowledge that will set humanity free been suppressed by those in power? Not exactly, no. It's just difficult with humans since they will believe what they want to believe. And sometimes groups of people are more strong-willed with spreading their opinions than others. So not necessarily in all cases. Currently, are all of us starting to expand awareness to realize who we really are? Yes and no. So some people still don't realize exactly who they are. But yes, others are expanding. Is the flower of life a geometric shape known to philosophers, architects, and artists around the world? Yes. Did pagans consider the flower of life to be sacred geometry containing ancient religious value depicting the fundamental forms of space and time? Yes. In the pagan sense, is the flower of life believed to contain a type of Akashic record or basic information of all beings and the visual expression of the connections of life that run through all sentient beings? Yes, they believe that, and they believe there was this, again, oneness, and shared energy throughout everyone. So this oneness is an energy connecting time, space, every single person, every single being in their minds. So is this belief correct? 
It could be said, yes, but again, time and space are more complicated than a human brain can really understand. In New Age thought, has the flower of life provided deep spiritual meaning and forms of enlightenment to those who have studied it as sacred geometry? Yes and no. So again, it depends on an individual's experience. So in some cases, yes, but in some cases, no. Are there groups of people all over the world who derive particular beliefs and forms of meditation based on the flower of life? Yes. Why are the golden ratio and Fibonacci series observed throughout nature? It's a naturally reoccurring reminder, you could say, about how everything kind of fits together. Is Merkaba the spirit body surrounded by counter-rotating fields of light or spirals of energy which can transport spirit body from one dimension to another? Some people believe that, yes. Does belief in it mean that it is real or just in line with people's beliefs? So that goes back to someone creating their own reality. So if they make the choice to believe in it, then the choice that it's real then becomes part of their reality. I think we need to go into a break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue with the questions and the psychic insight after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. a skeptic or a believer join me rob mcconnell as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the exxon radio tv show on xzbn and the exxon tv channel on simul tv since 1990 the exxon radio tv show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard together we'll investigate ufos aliens ghosts bigfoot psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. 
Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and psychic insight about ascension to the new earth. So, Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Sure. Can Merkaba be portrayed as two equally sized interconnected tetrahedrons of light with a common center where one tetrahedron points up and the other down? Yes. In ancient Egypt, was Merkaba portrayed as a rotating light that would take the spirit and the body from one world into another? Yes. Can Merkaba or Merkaba be used as a tool to change our actual reality? Again, create each person's individual reality, yes. Was Merkaba used to create this universe? That question can't exactly be answered, but creating the universe was a lot more complicated of a process. Is Merkaba both a visualization and a breathing meditation that activates your fifth dimension or 5D light body? That could be said, yes. Are the sacred geometry and the ratios used in the Merkaba the same numbers continuously found throughout the body, nature, and creation? Yes. Can Merkaba help expand consciousness? Yes, I can. Can sacred geometry meditations activate the eighth chakra to open up higher frequencies? That could be said. Can awakening to 5D allow a strong bond to global consciousness to be formed? Yes. Is a future shift to 5D in line with Native American beliefs and those of other cultures? Yes, it is. Did a pole shift occur before the fall of Atlantis? Yes. Did a select few of the Atlanteans know that a pole shift was going to happen 200 years beforehand and prepared for it? Yes, they made predictions. In preparation for the pole shift, did a small, powerful group build a very large pyramid? Yes. Inside the pyramid, did they include a new technology called Merkaba? It had a different name in their native language, but in theory, yes, it did the same thing. So the idea was to build the pyramid to save Atlantis? Yes. Can Merkaba be put inside stone and electronics? In theory, yes, but again, it would take some very talented minds to make it reality. Did Atlanteans create Merkaba inside the pyramid to control the continent of Atlantis and the entire world? 
No, that wasn't the goal. What was the goal? To save their society. Is it true that due to misguided judgment of power, they did not know what they were doing and lost control? Some of the people wanted the power for themselves. So yes, in a way that could be said. Did misuse of Merkaba induce a split between the third and fifth dimensions? No. Did the destruction of Atlantis induce a split between the third and fifth dimensions? No, that was not the case. So the Atlanteans just wanted to save their continent? Yes, and save their values, technology, and people. Is there a transitional fourth dimension between the third and fifth dimensions? No. Was mankind exposed to a lower level, a lower level of consciousness and awareness that was not that was not prepared for? In different time frames, yes. Did the split between the third and fifth dimensions allow beings from lower levels of existence to exist on planet Earth and also go into human beings? There are more factors involved, so it's not that simple. Does another pole shift need to occur before we shift to 5D reality? There would be multiple different shiftings of the Earth. If 4D isn't a transition between 3D and 5D, what is 4D? A place of rest, you could say. Some more of a place of the same as 3D, but preparation. What is the difference between preparation and transition? Transition is where awareness is included. In preparation, there is no awareness. Can suitable meditation recreate the rotating, f <coughs> the rotating fields of the Merkaba within and around the body? Yes. Does life energy, often referred to as chi or ki, exist to keep the body strong and alive? That could be said. Could Merkaba meditation re redirect life energy to help Reiki healers in their work? Yes. Have groups of people such as the Mayans or some of the Native American tribes been able to shift en masse into another dimension? Not exactly another dimension, but a different consciousness, yes. Did the main calendar stop at the year 2012 because the minds shifted to a higher dimension, believing that one day the entire planet would do the same? In some beliefs, yes, but there were different souls people that transitioned and led to their prediction that 2012 would be a great year of change. Was 2012 just a starting point for change? Yes, it actually started before 2012, but yes, it started different changings. Is a shift to 5D occurring on an individual basis all over the world, depending on the personal vibrations and frequencies of each individual? Yes and no. So for some, yes. For others, again, it takes more than just increasing their vibrational level. Did the Mayans or some Native American tribes use Merkaba or other knowledge to shift dimensions? Not exactly, no. Can Merkaba or other meditation, losing fear, becoming more positive, and the acquisition of lost knowledge speed up the entire world shift the entire world shift to 5D. Yes. Is the threat of destroying the entire planet the reason why the shift to 5D has to occur sooner rather than later? Basically, yes, and destroying every single planet, not just Earth. Were the indigo and other children incarnated on this planet to help with the shift to 5D? Yes. What can we learn from New Age spiritual teachers to guide us on our path to a better world? Basically, that being positive and being a good person and choosing to be the best possible person isn't harming or hurting anyone. Instead, it helps not only the individual person, but the people around them. 
so one does not have to be called so-called new age to believe in teachings such as these. And again, each person can believe in whatever they want to believe. But overall, the more new age spiritual beliefs are just teaching things that are helping not just one person, but all different people. So the ultimate message from this is that instead of thinking with the individual mind, it's better to think with a mind that realizes that your actions, every single choice you make, doesn't only affect you, but also affects the people around you. The Indigo and Other Children and the Ascension to the New Earth are teachings of Dolores Cannon. So would it be helpful to follow her teachings? If one chooses so, so each individual person might be called to read a different person's work. So it depends. There's not really a cookie-cutter effect of who people should follow. It's more what they believe is right, and making their own choices and following what they are drawn to. That was the last answer. Is ascension to the new earth too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, that was a tremendous lot of information all at once. And for sake of geometry, I would encourage uh, anyone to um, Google it and actually look at it because it's extremely hard to get it across uh, what it's about without some pictures. But uh, it seemed very central to um, 3D to 5D transition or at least meditation to to get on the way. I think my biggest takeaway from this show was just overall just be a good person. I think that was the number one thing I got out of this is that no matter what your beliefs are, no matter if you believe there's a new earth, you believe in different levels of consciousness, no matter what one's individual belief is, is that it's good just to be a good person and nothing bad is going to come from being a good person and trying to be good to the people around you. So I think that was my biggest takeaway is that even though there's a lot of information, just be a good person. Yeah, I like David Icke's um well, he's published quite a lot on it, but what he's had to say is that we're all one and the same, we're all the same, we're all part of one whole, and that uh, things like race, creed, color, whatever, really don't matter because we're all the same. So if we're uh, treating somebody badly, we're basically uh, treating ourselves badly. So I, I think we're basically saying the same things, but that was interesting. I also found uh, very interesting um, the... Druvalo's teachings on the fall of Atlantis and that uh, apparently a pyramid was a very large pyramid was built and they tried to use Merkaba energy to try and stabilize and keep their uh, continent and their society together. I thought that was uh, that was a nice surprise from this episode to uh, to get back and talk about Atlantis. I think another kind of takeaway from the episode as another overall view is that there are all different types of meditation. So some people do follow this Merkaba meditation, but there's so many different kinds. And in my personal opinion, meditation can help anyone, basically. You just have to find what works for you. So for some people, this Merkaba sounds like it works amazing for them. It's something that makes them feel better, something that really helps them reach a level and help with their emotions and help with them being more positive. But there are many different types of meditation. So it's very interesting to learn about one that's a little bit more specific and that really works for some people. Yeah, I must admit, I tried the Merkaba meditation. I find it very hard. I think it needs to be learned and there are people there are teachers of course that uh, train people in it but i think it should be said that uh, ceos of companies um, executives first thing in the morning is get up meditate and plan their day um, in a way around their first meditation 
so that yeah, they get in the right frame of mind to do what they have to do during their day. So I think it's meditations coming out of the uh, the sort of um, the new age type of uh, space and coming more into the general uh, general um, culture, I guess. Well, as always, I have to mention our Facebook page and our website, so the listeners can go to Too Good to Be True with the first two spelled T W O, and we're on Facebook, or you can go to our website which is too good to be true.net and as always we love suggestions so if you want to show a meditation if you want maybe the fibonacci sequence something like that let us know and as always thank you to each and every listener and we look forward to next week's show If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Thank you.